0: All right, so today I have Jeffrey Mazza on the line, uh, and he is a chief financial officer and entrepreneur, and I'm excited to get into his background. Um, Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Adam. Looking forward to it. So I'm excited to get more into uh, what you do as a chief financial officer and also some of your insights into what you think that role should be for companies uh, and how to use it properly. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. How would you get started in business and in your career?
1: Yeah, well, well, thanks uh, again for having me. But, you know, I started early on. um, I grew up on the East Coast. Uh, My father was an entrepreneur uh, early on. Uh, He has been in the seafood industry processing plants. Uh, for over 50 plus years. So early on, growing up in an entrepreneurial family, you know, kind of showed the, uh, you know, somewhat of what it takes to, to get involved, but also from a number side. So he, he graduated with an accounting degree, uh, but also went to, and, and started his own business. So, you know, from there early on, uh, you know, I started, was really fascinated with, uh, you know, how just the idea of a business and how it ran. Uh, so he started, you know, went to school for, you know finance and accounting it's a lot of internships and it really started to get focused on the money side of it uh and understanding you know kind of just the dollar the value of the dollar and just you know how does that work so you know i, I went to uh i did some internships in the financial services state street uh global advisors and i started working at uh zurich uh, Sk- zurich Skutter. they just got they got bought out by deutsche uh you know early on and you know it was really fascinating because i t- my Education kind of led me to uh, Chicago, where I ended up at UBS Investment Bank, and really started to uh, take a deep dive into fixed income corporate bonds, credit default slots, um, you know, that, that sales and trading there. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I kind of did, uh, they shut the uh, our office down, um, and one of my clients at the time was Green Eagle Capital, which is a small SEC registered hedge fund, a long, short, short buy credit hedge fund. Um, up in northern Illinois, which I spent a a bunch of time there. Um, It was really a small shop, so we kind of took on many, many hats, but also focused on a lot of um, the accounting policy procedures and really building that out for the company, as well as Chief uh, Compliance Officer. Um, And then, you know, Pegel 180. This is where I started to take a huge deep dive into the entrepreneur side of things. Uh, We started a uh, business, seafood uh, company, using uh, the East Coast, you know, my father, a family business, so we use the facility. On, well, you know, it's we have a, a leg up on, I think, some competitors because we had the processing plant and the facility mm-hmm. to allow us to do the distribution here in the Midwest. So we grew that uh, frozen, fresh product. We had a couple of restaurants, um, a lot of accolades and TV and radio shows, and we end up, uh, you know, selling that. we um, started another uh, business um, that focused on uh, food and entertainment. Uh, big big uh, festivals that have those uh, lobsters uh, here in the Midwest so we did uh, Chicago Milwaukee Detroit and that's actually still going on uh, now from another company that took over Uh, and then you know from there I started to focus on the um, you know the 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 finance side of things so uh, I was hired on a not for profit uh, in uh, northern Illinois to really help uh, streamline and take over their um, finance and accounting department uh, kind of improve all their processes, procedures. They've been around for 38 years, but also the not-for-profit had a lot of um, data that was very valuable that they uh, wanted to monetize. So they created a for-profit business, uh, and they brought me in with my entrepreneurial background to help them uh, launch that. Um, and you know, since then I, I kind of been um, you know help you know grow there, but uh, also um, you know kind of and other things doing some consulting right now
0: so Jeff uh you know there's some younger entrepreneurs listening and obviously you're a long ways from just getting started and also starting your first business and you know with the benefit of hindsight on your side uh, what kind of advice would you give to that new entrepreneur that's really just getting out there maybe they just graduated college or maybe they didn't go to college and they're just starting off um, fresh and going right into the workforce what kind of advice would you give to them on, on running a business
1: yeah, that's a great question, uh, and I wish I had a lot of this information back then, too, but, you know, I, what I've learned is, you know, there, there's going to be a, a lot of, uh, you know, speed bumps, a lot of twists and turns, a lot of uh, push and pulling, a lot of good times, a lot of bad times. Um, you know, I, I've tried to find a lot of uh, mentors, uh, someone who's been there, done that, uh, at least to help guide and navigate through some choppy waters, because uh, it's not, it's not you know, smooth sailing as it, as it is, and there's a saying that says, you know, there's, there's no elevator to success that you have to take the stairs. And, and that's you couldn't be any more accurate than that because, you know, that there's so many things that could happen that, that will happen. Uh, and, and you might fail. And failure, failure is not a bad thing, too, because you learn from that. And that that's what it is, is just trying to educate yourself, find a mentor, and just learn, uh, it, you know. Because you, you do, you run across so many things, like no book will tell you, what, you know, what it's like, Uh, You know some academics, you know might say do this do that, but it's a instead of saying here's what to do You need to know here's how to do it and and it's a big difference than that So it's just learning as much as possible and try to find a mentor
0: That's awesome Um, I want to switch it up a bit, Jeff. Let's get a little bit more into, um, so I have a large audience of, you know, um, more seasoned entrepreneurs and also CEOs all around the country that listen to this. And um, what I want, I mean, you have an extensive uh, history and background as as a chief financial officer for companies. I want to get a little bit further into that. Um, because I feel like that is a um, a role, and um, that uh, kind of I, I know we don't bring up as often on the pod on my podcast, um, but I'd like to get a little bit more into it. So, what what's the importance of that role, and how do you see that as playing that that crucial function in helping a business grow from being a small business to a large business or a medium sized business into a really big business?
1: That, that, that's a, a fantastic question, Adam. Um, you know, I, I'm on the I'm, a, I'm a steering committee of the CFO Leadership Council. It's a national association. Each city has its own chapter, and what I'm you know kind of finding out throughout the, the the years is that you know the CFO role has is taking and evolving. You know more from that technical aspect that you might find from 15 to 20 years to be you know CPAs that focus on the reporting side to more of a strategic partner with the, the CEO, right? I mean, the CEO is steering the ship and they're leading, uh, and the CFO is is kind of taking on the partner with that person um, to help navigate and, and achieve those those goals. But also, you know, they, they still do some of that reporting too. So, you know, early on, I, I think it's more of a, you know, I think people called it a back office, more of a, a cost center, right, finance and accounting. Um, but the, the financial role, especially – you know, moving into, you know, the center of excellence into a strategic growth, a world-class finance department uh, to really focus, right? Um, You know, the McKinsey company, a big research company, uh, has, you know, kind of classified, you know, they call it the G3, which is, you know, in addition to the CEO, the two most important people are the CFO um, and then also the chief human resources officer because of, you know, hiring and, you know, retaining talent for the organization. So... The CFO plays a big role uh, of trying to really move away from just that reporting aspect, but also to just really a strategic partner with uh, not only the CEO but the senior leadership and, you know, the board. Uh, you know, understanding where they need to go, where they want to go, and help put a path in place uh, to do that profitably. So it's, it's evolving. You know, we see it every day. And even just technology, uh, is instead of, you know, moving away from Excel, uh into some, you know, some robust, you know, ERP system to help, you know, kind of identify certain uh, metrics to help achieve and, and improve efficiencies.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the other big key components to the evolution of that role really has to do with the types of, uh, the types of leaders and CEOs that are, that are coming up and that are, um and, and I would, I would argue in the people they look up to. So whether we have these vigil- visionary leaders or these other people that want to get XYZ done and maybe don't have always the I, I found, which has changed. Um, don't necessarily have the business um, knowledge to pull certain things off. They have the idea, they may have the talent, they can pitch, they may be able to raise money, but um, those real, like, the days of... Of a CEO or of a founder writing this like expensive, depending on the market, of course, writing this extensive sure. business plan to get something done um, are are not. I find are not is not happening as often. It's more so product market fit. Test it. What kind of sales can you generate? And then we figure it out after to see if you have a viable product, and then we can think about raising money or doing something else. So by skipping those initial steps, though, I find that you maybe have certain founders or you know that don't that, that's not their wheelhouse, and I think that CFO um really having that technical background to be able to complement and be a real strategic partner um is vital.
1: Well, you're absolutely right, Adam. And and having that is going to be key because they they're gonna to look to you for that help and assistance and guidance, right? Um but but also you know the CFO is really um you know instrumental in being, you know, um you know, communicating with all the other department heads to really get a good understanding, uh, you know, the marketing, the sales and HR, everything that needs to take place to make that business run. Um, so I, I agree with you. That's awesome. So, Jeff,
0: if somebody's listening to this and they want to uh, connect with you or follow you, um, what's the best way for them to reach out?
1: Absolutely. That's great. Um, I, I can be reached uh, you know, via email. It's uh, Jeffrey Maza, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. M-A-Z-Z-A at com, and I'd love to hear from you.
0: Fantastic. Well, hey, Jeff, really appreciate you coming to the show and sharing more about your background and all your um, tips for success there. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. Share this with your friends and family. I mean, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, Jeff, thanks again for coming on the show.